Support for this episode's Serious Business Debate comes from Salesforce. Salesforce helps small businesses like yours discover how to grow faster than ever before. By managing your sales, marketing, and customer service all in one place, your small business can succeed at every step. To see how Salesforce can work for you, go to salesforce.com slash smallbiz. Our next segment is part of our Serious Business Debate series sponsored by Salesforce, in which we debate some of the pressing business and economic issues facing uh, America Today, uh, we are debating this week resolved. The U.S. should enact universal paid family and medical leave. Arguing the pro position is Inc. Editor-at-Large Kimberly Weisel. Kimberly, say hello. Hello. And taking the con position, Executive Editor Chris Friswick. Hello. Each of the sides will have a, a, a timed portion to make their argument. We'll ask them some questions from the panel, and then they will interrogate each other and then make closing statements. Prior to this recording, we flipped a coin, and the result is Kimberly will start with the pro position. Kimberly, you have one minute to make an opening statement. Thank you. What does the United States have in common with Papua New Guinea, Suriname, and five tiny microstates in the middle of the Pacific? If you're a parent, you probably know the answer. These are the only places where new parents get zero federally mandated paid leave. So when a citizen of one of these countries becomes a parent or a close relative gets very sick, they get to pick often between caring for the loved one and keeping their job. In the U.S., 9% of people who take time off to care for a loved one end up on public assistance. The rest of the world long ago realized that this is unacceptable, and it's time for the U.S to do the same. Paid leave is good for employees, it's good for the next generation, and it's good for business. California has had paid leave for 14 years, and now three-quarters of California conservatives support it. 90% of small of California employers say it's been either positive or neutral for their business, and small businesses are those most likely to say the law has been good for them. It's time for the United States to join great nations such as Guatemala, Kazakhstan, and yes, Swaziland in offering paid leave to its citizens. Excellent. Chris? Universal paid family and medical leave is great for the employees of America. I mean, who doesn't want to get paid for not working? But what about the entrepreneurs, without whom none of those employees would have jobs? These leave policies ignore them and the fact that these policies will be a disaster. Research shows that employees take more leave when it's paid. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But there has been no research that quantifies the actual cost and productivity loss of these policies on businesses. And they will be enormous, not only to pay replacements for the absent employee, but due to a reduction in productivity. It will be an unfunded mandate. And if the new laws potential laws require employer financial participation, it'll be just another tax. Secondly, the administrative burden on employers will be huge since most proposed leave policies require employees to be the gatekeepers of the program. And third and most importantly, coming demographic shifts will make paid universal leave a time bomb. Millennials, the largest generation, are about to hit peak childbearing years, and baby boomers, the second largest generation, are about to enter their sickest and most needy years. Usage of leave policies will explode over the next decade, sticking business business owners with even greater burdens than they currently have in states that have these policies. That's why this policy is a disaster in the making for American businesses. And that's why we should not enact universal paid family and medical leave. Okay. Uh, Kimberly, everyone can see the benefits of uh, medical leave from the employee's point of view. But from the employer's point of view, why can't businesses make this decision on their own? Leave it to the marketplace. For some businesses, it might be a competitive advantage. For others, for others, a competitive disadvantage. Why should laws make that call when the market is better suited to do so? 
I think the reason that this needs to be federally mandated is because we'd love to live in a world where we have data to show that something works and people like it and there aren't bad side effects and people enact it immediately. That's not what happens. We needed federal legislation to get seatbelts and airbags into automobiles. There's no reason to think that business would be any more enthusiastic about this, even though the benefits have been well demonstrated and California especially has been studied extensively. You know, Kimberly, I'm, I, I want to echo one of Chris's points. Um, you know, millennials are entering childbearing age um, and baby boomers are getting, unfortunately, older and infirm. I don't understand how this doesn't hollow out the workforce in a very major way that puts an undue burden on business owners. Help me out here. Okay, happy to do that. So if you look at the position, the person in the position of caring some, for someone or not, if they had a choice, they would stay at their job. What happens is people take time off to care for their child or their ailing parent, and they end up leaving their job. With paid leave, they're more likely to come back. It's like 74% versus 83% will come back if they have paid leave. So the employer with all these demographic changes, they're looking at potentially losing these employees anyways. Paid leave is a great way to help ensure that they come back. There's nothing that we can really do from a legislative standpoint uh, to stop the demographic changes that are ahead of us, but we should do what we can to make sure that those new babies being born are healthy and that people who choose to take time off to care for their parents are supported. Why is the government's job to do this? One reason it's government's job to do this is, frankly, that there's a huge amount of ignorance around this issue. Like the California Society for Human Resources Professionals lobbied long and hard against the California law. And then they were forced, not forced, actually, to their credit, they put out a report a couple years ago going, oops, it's working pretty well. Ninety percent of employers like it. Employees like it. And employers do not find that it's an undue burden on them. They find it helps morale and it helps retention. So I think that's one good reason to have it federally enacted. Okay, Chris. On that point, you talked about the cost and the productivity loss, but what about Kimberly's point about California? If it does seem to be working to so many businesses' satisfaction, then why wouldn't it work on a nationwide level? First of all, I think you need to really drill down on the report that she's citing that claims that the majority of business owners either found a positive or no effect on their productivity. First of all, that was literally a question. Hey, how's it going? It wasn't actually a any kind of a time series study. It wasn't a financial study to actually quantify the actual long-term impacts of these laws in California. But surely they know. I mean, surely if you have somebody who comes to your office and asks, you know, a boss who isn't in charge of the financials how things are going, he's going to say, yeah, it's going great. No, but they ask business owners. They ask 293 of them. Right. My point is, to date, there has been absolutely no actual financial study done to quantify the actual impact on productivity and finances to the companies that have been forced to take on this policy in California. And I want to also add that if you make this universal, then the competitive advantage that companies have by offering it evaporates because everybody will be doing it. And so it, the, all of the arguments in favor of having universal uh, uh, paid leave as a competitive advantage disappear. Chris, um, you know, you, you brought up some good points, but, you know, if I take your logic to the extreme, why should entrepreneurs even bother giving people vacation time? Uh, well, you know, that's an excellent question and lots don't. And lots don't take it themselves either. So uh, the, 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 the market has somehow managed to figure out a way for people to 
uh, to give their employees vacation time so they don't die at their desks. Should should the United States be embarrassed? Well, in be truth, alone, in truth, that's not what in, happened in the past, but okay. Should the United States be alone in the advanced world in, in failing to offer what seems to be a common sense benefit? I think the United States is alone in the rest of the world at having one of the most productive economies uh, in the history of humanity. So I think what we're doing now, while it is a burden to many people, somehow we've managed to muddle through fairly well from an economic standpoint. And by enacting universal policies that force business owners to supplement their existing workforce with backup, and it's going to get way worse before it gets better once these millennials start having kids and all their grandparents start getting very ill. This is literally an unfunded mandate. And depending on how the policies are structured in the future, it's going to be a tax. Okay, Chris, uh, you have two minutes to cross-examine Kimberly. When you talk about the benefits that these policies have on the employers, and we are talking about the people that have created all the jobs in the first place, it is them saying it's either been a positive or net neutral? I mean, did you dig down at all is it exactly like what percentage said that and then what percentage said, this is bad, I'm actually losing money hand over fist? I absolutely. I mean, I have looked at the original research. The way it was presented was that 90% overall said that it was positive or neutral on productivity. On morale, the numbers are closer to 98%. On retention, they're around 95%. Now, I understand you said this is not a long time series study, but frankly, I think the owners of these businesses are in a position to know if it's been good for them or not. Um, And they are in favor of it now after living with it for 14 years. Um, have they, has there been any what percent was were neutral on this because they didn't break it out it's okay. either positive or neutral okay so um, but neutral implies that we don't have horrible bad side effects from these things and so in California uh, how many weeks of paid leave are employees employers mandated to offer six at and, partial pay and, and there's ha- a cap based what, on the average income in the state and what were the uh, administrative burdens uh, for the, for the employers with regards to uh, they are actually the ones who have to to regulate and oversee who takes these leaves and who doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I can't read you chapter and verse on the paperwork on this, but the employer said it was manageable and I'm willing to take their word for it. You've got 16 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Which you can forfeit. (laughs) I forfeit. Uh, All right, Kimberly, you've got two minutes to interrogate Chris. So Selena Allen had planned to take four weeks of maternity leave because that was what she could afford. So to her, that was a responsible thing to do. But her baby was born six weeks premature, so she had to decide whether to stay with him while he was in the ICU or be able to take him home from the ICU. She couldn't do both. So she had a baby on Wednesday, went back to work on Monday. Is there a question? question? (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. So that she could be with her boy for the first month she was home. Why don't you think we should offer something federally to help her and people like her, such as paid leave? Because I don't believe the federal government should be in the business of business. And that is a decision that she and her employer should have worked out together once she realized she was facing an absolutely horrific situation. And that happens every single day in companies across America where employees and employers work it out. She did not have time to work it out because she didn't realize she was in a horrific situation until she went into labor six weeks early. What is she supposed to do? Be there having contractions saying, oh, boss, I'd like to change my leave arrangement? Uh, yeah. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Uh, closing statements. We start with Kimberly. Obviously, paid leave is good for parents, but it's a mistake to think that it's only good for parents and somehow unfair to everyone else. Paid leave is good for children. It leads to higher birth weights, fewer premature births, and decreased infant mortality. It's good for economic growth. In the 1990s, the U.S. ranked sixth out of 22 industrialized countries for women's workforce participation. By 2010, we were 17th because other countries expanded family-friendly workplace policies, and we did not. Paid leave decreases turnover, especially among those with low-paying jobs. An employee who takes paid leave has an 83% chance of returning to their job, compared to 74% of those who did not use paid leave. Paid leave also helps morale and often subsidizes unpaid leave. And paid leave is not as expensive as many think. Employees, not employers, have been paying for it. In New Jersey, paid leave costs each employee a whopping 64 cents a week. There's absolutely no good reason not to do this. Chris. There is absolutely nothing stopping companies who want to offer their employees additional perks from offering paid leave, and many do in areas with highly competitive job markets. But inflicting these burdens on the entire U.S. economy is due to bring additional costs and productivity loss, slow business growth, and create unexpected consequences. When the American Disability Act was passed in 1990, it caused a drastic reduction in the level of un- of employment of disabled citizens. And we can expect the same to be true of anyone in their childbearing years, especially women, if universal paid leave is enacted. So this policy, which is being touted as a great benefit to women, could actually be the worst possible thing for professional females of childbearing age. So it won't be good for the people it's supposed to help, and it absolutely won't be good for business owners who are yet again being asked to bear the financial brunt of populist social policies. All right. Listeners, who do you think won the debate? Kimberly in the pro or Chris in the con? Send us an email to uncensored at inc.com. Thank you, Kimberly Weisel. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris Friswick. My pleasure as well. I should add that the opinions expressed in the serious business segment do not reflect those of Inc. or of Salesforce or, frankly, even of the people who made them. One thing every small business can agree on is that growth is a top priority. The best way to help your small business grow is with Salesforce, the world's number one CRM company. Visit salesforce.com slash small biz to put Salesforce to work for you.